I think my mom would even tell me beforehand, even before I let them know, sure. you're going to be a priest. Yeah. No, mom, don't say something like that. <laughs> you're going to be a priest. Yeah. The more you say that, the more I'm not going to be right. a priest. Mm. Well, you're going to be a priest. So that's a tip for moms out there who think their sons might be called. Maybe don't nag about the priesthood. No, 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 no. no. I think they should. Oh, you think they should? <laughs> I think they should. No. <laughs> Mention it as often as possible. I mean, it was helpful to know that. Okay. You know, and I knew that when I was ready to say yes to it, that yeah. I, I could go to her and not feel weird or Fair. anything like mm. that. Okay. This episode of Beyond Sunday is sponsored by the Pime Missionary Sponsorships at a Distance program. This school year, become a Pime sponsor to give the gift of an education to a student in an isolated mission country and break the cycle of poverty for a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or seminarian. See how you can support a student in need at pimeusa.org 52 sponsorships. Welcome to Beyond Sunday a podcast for parents like us who are striving to weave that Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm your other co-host, Rocky McCormick. Grab your holy water and all the objects you want blessed. And join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God within our everyday lives. Um, Nicole. Yo. There's someone in my seat. I know. And he has a beard. It's magnificent. And Thank a collar. You. Yes. Yeah, you can see it when I go. Yes, <laughs> I know you can't see the color with the beard. <laughs> the this beard is covering his the collar. Side. There we go. <laughs> this magnificent beard and collar belongs to Father Craig Guerra, Director of Priestly Vocations for the Archdiocese of Detroit. Welcome, Father Craig. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks. Yes. Good to see both of you. Yeah. We thought that since this coming Sunday is Priesthood Sunday, mm-hmm. it would only be appropriate to have our listeners enjoy having you here as a guest on our show. That's awesome. You're you're one of only three guests we've had yeah. all year. And two of them special. came in the same episode, so really. Yeah. Very and they were our husbands, so they couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, as is tradition, whenever we have a guest on the show, we always start with some rapid fire questions a la Father Steve Polis. Hey, rock on. Who has not been on our podcast. Do you have the music in the background? Like, like Oh, we will. Ron, Ron, will. Ron, Ron might make that happen for Ron us. Ron makes the magic happen. Oh. <laughs> All right, rapid fire questions. In case anyone's wondering if Rocky listens to our podcast. <laughs> I, I don't like listening to myself. <laughs> All right, ready? Yep. Okay. Favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, Michelangelo, because he's the best artist. They're he's all pizza dude artists too, right? And he is a pizza, he's he's a a party, pizza dude. party dude. Party dude. I just pizza. know they're all named go. after artists. They are all named after artists. Michelangelo is yeah. probably the okay. best out of all of them. Okay. Favorite subject in school? Art. <laughs> Shocking. There's a theme. Yeah. Here's a theme. Art. Hmm. Yeah. What is your favorite beard balm? Or do you use one? Beard brand. Oh. And the smell is either temple smoke Ooh. or old money. <laughs> Does temple smoke smell like incense? No, not really. It's okay. got more of a vanilla flavor, but uh, old money okay. smells like... Old money? Smells like being rich. <laughs> That's fascinating. Someday I want you to share with us what that smells like. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not right now. <laughs> I am not familiar with that smell. Yeah, I'm wearing temple smoke today. Oh, fascinating. very appropriate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite color? Uh, blue or black. Ah. What's your favorite character on Mario Kart? We know Toad. you're a fan. Toad? Toad, yeah, because every time All he right. wins, he says, I'm the best. 
I love it. So, fun story I was sharing with Nicole before we uh, before you got here. My son was having some bedtime issues last night. He was scared to go to sleep. And so he was sitting with me while I was prepping for this. And I was like, okay, let's get your mind off of whatever's bugging you. I want to show you the questions we're asking Father Craig tomorrow. So what are your answers? So his favorite Ninja Turtle is Leonardo. Okay. And he didn't have a favorite subject in school because he's going into second grade. He's like, what's that? <laughs> And he also does not have a beard yet. But <laughs> Mario Kart was baby Mario. He enjoys baby Mario. But he really got to the part where we talk about how you might want to come over for dinner and play Mario Kart. He was like, really? Yeah. Can we do that? I'm like, you should talk to Aunt Tara. Yeah. Father Craig goes over there all the time. He's like, all the time? I'm like, no. <laughs> That's a lie. But yeah. I forgot about baby Mario. He's so cute. He is so cute. Oh, I mean, adorable. I like Princess Peach, but whatever. I yes. assume that his car is much like Toad if they're the same size. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. I'll be honest, I don't pay attention when they're playing Mario Kart. Yeah. I'm terrible at Mario Kart. <laughs> I lose every time. So if the kids just feel like they need an easy win, they're like, Mom, you want to play Mario Kart? That's the only time I get invited to play. But if they want a real challenge, they go up against Dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Dad played the original Mario right. Kart on like Nintendo 64. Yes, or the way it was, it was meant to be played. Yes, yes. Did you see the Mario movie? No, I haven't. Oh, you should watch it. It was cute. Yeah, like it. yeah, we yeah. did. We got good reviews. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's on Peacock now, it's which adorable. the kids saw, and they were like, can we watch it? I'm like, you already saw it. My my daughter especially loves that Princess Peach is a superhero. Absolutely. Like she saves She's the day. Awesome. Yes. Really? She's Very fantastic. exciting to see that. I think she should have her own video game. You should have said spoiler alert. I haven't seen uh, it. Oh, sorry. Well, she should have her own video game. <laughs> you should know Princess Peach saves the day. <laughs> You don't know what she's saving them from. I just know the song. The Peaches song? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Who doesn't know the song? <laughs> I don't know the song. Peaches, Peaches. You don't remember that? I don't. Oh, it's so good. All right. Clearly, I, I don't remember theme songs. <laughs> that was a joke. Rocky knows all kinds of theme songs. Once we introduce her to the Peaches song, she'll never stop singing it. Okay. I'll break out in other random songs. We do have one more question left. You want to take it? Yes. Okay. Would you rather live in a never-ending winter... Or a never-ending summer. I'd like it cold and dark where everybody has to stay inside and we all have to wear sweaters and it looks like it's always going to snow or thunder snow or something like that. Thunder snow. Thunder snow. Oh, I remember thunder snow. We had some this year. I like it. So you're really like a hermit. Is that aspirational for you? Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Joe would like it to be... Well, like I want everybody to be oh. like that. <laughs> That's why it needs to be cold and dark for everybody. <laughs> and 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 time should not start until noon every day. Like you oh. should not be allowed to do anything. So we're talking noon. like way up north winter perpetually where it's dark all day. You yeah, just stay inside. But it would be throughout the whole world. Right. Everybody would have he just to wants right everyone now. to be quiet oh. and dark. Huh. So we're not here to talk about Mario Kart or Phineas and Ferb. Maybe next time. Maybe. We did just mention that this coming Sunday is Priesthood Sunday, so we thought we would turn the mic over to Father Craig after our crazy questions. And we'll sit here in our curlers and eat bonbons, because obviously as moms we just rolled out of bed. That's what we do. Yes, clearly. Um, kidding. I do, I do that too. You do? <laughs> Are the curlers in your beard? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like the beast from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Remember when I never saw that. Like, but getting back to vocations, I used to love when Bishop Flores would talk about how you know neither the vocation to marriage nor the vocation to the priesthood or religious life are, are um, 
better than the other, that one feeds the other. Mm-hmm. And so really what we wanted to focus on is, well, priests are obviously born into families. They don't just appear. Mm-hmm. And so how is it that our family life can foster a call to the priestly vocation? So that will be the heart of the conversation. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah, that sounds awesome. great. Well, let's start with the obvious question, Father Craig. What is does it obvious? I mean, I think it's obvious. Okay. What does a director of priestly vocations do? Well, for the most part, or at least my main job, is to work with men to figure out whether or not God is calling them to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, put on programs in which they can discern with other guys, come to the seminary on discernment weekends, mm-hmm. have conversations with them and work with them to figure or not that they're ready to apply to the seminary. So that's the main job, but then I go out to different parishes and talk about all vocations. I go to schools and talk to the kids about vocations. So that's kind of like the secondary part of it. Okay. It, is there like, um, I don't know, a sweet spot in terms of like an age where those conversations kind of start to begin, where people, you find young men are beginning to imagine yeah. a possibility? Well, they say traditionally it's like seventh grade or 11th grade, mm-hmm. but it seems for me it's more, at least the men that I've been talking to, uh, high school seniors. Okay. They want to know what they're going to do right after yeah. high school or guys who are getting done with college or have been graduated for a couple of years, been living out in the world and now feel they're called to the priesthood. So sure. those are the two main groups. Okay. It seems like those are both kind of like um, transitionary yep. periods in yeah. life, right? Like mm-hmm. you kind of are either leaving home, mm-hmm. you know, leaving high school and like thinking about what, what does this mean for me to be an adult or right. you've been an adult for a while and, you know, maybe all your friends are like getting married, having kids and you're kind of like, what is this? What is this for me? Like, where do I fit into this, right? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder too, Nicole, we've talked about kind of the delayed development as well and whether that seventh grade was maybe appropriate decades ago and now we're just not having those conversations as families that early. No, I I think those conversations could be had and I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the great things that families can do, parents, to talk to their children about a vocation to the priesthood. Like, I thought about the priesthood early on more of like, I was, I remember sitting at mass going, this guy is so incredibly boring, right? Like if I'm going to preach, I'm going to run up and down the aisles. I'm going to scream at people. I'm going to do crazy (laughs) things because I want people to pay attention. So that was in me. I don't think I've ever seen you do that. No, I mean, you know, prudence. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I've done it. I would like to see that. Yeah. It's well at school masses. I've, I've played time and says, well, that's fair. Yeah. You have. Yeah. Um, but that was in me from an early age. That okay. was probably when I was in elementary school. Oh, wow. But wow. then I didn't think about the priesthood until I was older than after in my 20s. So, so that like naturally flows into our, our next question is when did you first get an idea that you were called to the priesthood and was your family supportive of that? I think that was the first, probably if I go back to it, that was the first call, but mm-hmm. I didn't know it was sure. anything. But it was probably... Um, kind of had a reconversion of kind of changing my lifestyle back to a Christian (laughs) type of lifestyle when I was around 21. Okay. Um, 21 is when I stopped going to bars and stopped drinking (laughs) and things Mm, like that. So um, yeah, went back to school, really focused on the art uh, and focused on my faith. And I would say that's when it really started to to hit me. That's your degree in art? Yeah, I have a a Bachelor of Fine Arts in painting and sculpture. Okay, well. That and how did your family feel about yeah. you discerning the priesthood? Um, they were totally on board with that. I think my mom would even tell me beforehand, even before 
I let them know sure. you're going to be a priest. Yeah. No, mom, don't say something like that. <laughs> you're going to be a priest. Yeah. The more you say that, the more I'm not going to be right. a priest. Mm. Well, you're going to be a priest. So that's a tip for moms out there who think their sons might be called. Maybe don't nag about the priesthood. No, 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 no. no. I think they should. Oh, you think they should? <laughs> I think they should. No. <laughs> Mention it as often as possible. I mean, it was helpful to know that. Okay. You know, and I knew that when I was ready to say yes to it, that yeah. I, I could go to her and not feel weird or Fair. anything like mm. that. Okay. But she knew. Like, oh, yeah. I think mothers know, and I think a mother's yeah. prayer for their children is one of the most powerful prayers on earth. So. That's so important, I think, because moms always struggle with like when to say something, when to not say something, right. when to step in, when not to step in, especially as the kids get older and they you know, get a little emotional around <laughs> middle school, high school, or age. irrational, irrational, <laughs> you know, so yeah. you never want to be, you never want to say the wrong thing and have you to don't want to like, turn them off, right? You don't want to turn them off to the possibility based on yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. Saying. So you're saying that's I not I a thing. I don't think that's a thing. Okay. Nice. I mean, I think that's good to know. That's really reassuring. Yeah. I would have told them that they were crazy anyways, if, if they wanted to. <laughs> They would have said, hey, you need anything, to go anything you know, would have become been, a doctor or right. do accounting. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. So it's just the contrarian nature of adolescence. Nice. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. There's no escaping it is what I'm hearing. <laughs> huh. Cool. But it was helpful. Okay. Yeah. And I had many uh, ladies praying for me. I called them my spiritual mothers. Yeah. And she had a prayer group and they always prayed for me. I think mm-hmm. they prayed for me that, you know, I would come back to the faith and not sure. die. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then they were praying yeah. about, you know, me getting through seminary and becoming a good priest mm-hmm. and everything like that. That's beautiful. Yeah, That's my beautiful. mom did something really special. I would have never have asked for it, but I got just a regular chalice, you know, and, and my mom has a lot of nice jewelry. So I was yeah. just like, Mom, can I have one of your diamonds to put on my chalice and she's like well I'm going to the prayer group I'm going to ask all the ladies for jewels to put on your I'm like don't do that please but she did and so I have like over 35 jewels on my chalice from the women who prayed for you through all of it oh that's beautiful that's beautiful and every time I raise that chalice up during mass they're being raised up as well that's beautiful wow oh that's so special so moms are important moms you're so cool Yeah. yeah you're so important wow Children, listen to this episode, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've probably heard from a lot of men discerning priesthood, some who have entered into seminary and are approaching ordination now, and some who have discerned that this isn't their call to. What what would or what might a call to the priesthood look like for a man? Like what if, what kind of stories have you heard? When they were younger they played mass. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's very effective. Um and you know they have kits that you can buy to play yep. mass, but We've it's got one at home. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've noticed like people have been creative about it as well. And that's Necco wafers, cool I hear, make an excellent host. Yeah, there's that. We um, are an oyster cracker communion oh. family. <laughs> okay. Uh, my son just hoarded the. Um, oh, I'm gonna op- apply. Yeah, yeah. So nice. Okay. He just uses that. So mass kits are good. Okay. Or making your own. Yeah. Um, but. Praying as a family as well, um, you know, especially the rosary together is a good thing. Um, but for a younger man who's a little bit older, let's say he can drive and different things like that, is he's going to mass mm. on his own. He's going to mass more than just on the weekend. Mm. Um, that's that's a really good sign that maybe there's a love something for the there. mass. Yeah, yeah. yeah, love for the Eucharist. Mm. I thought it was interesting on your um, on your podcast, Men of the Hearts, that you mentioned in a recent episode that you didn't go to Catholic school 
Um, I don't think you were an altar server either when you were little. Nope. Yeah. So just some of those things that I think we always assume like, oh, you know, we, we need to check all these boxes. Right. Yeah. That, that you did not come up through that traditional sense of like going to Catholic school, being an altar server, being active in youth ministry, all those pieces. And, and yet here you are. So like, do you have any other inspiring words for some of our parents who are listening who might be thinking like, oh, well, my kid didn't do any of those things. Right. Like it's it's all lost. Or was dragging our children to mass. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't want to go. Uh, there's no one way to come to the Lord, mm-hmm. and there's no one way to come to the, your vocation. Mm-hmm. If it is yours, God's going to figure out a way that's going to use you mm-hmm. in different ways. So um, just think out of the box. It, yeah. it doesn't have to be this that way. And if you really look at the data that, uh, that has come out recently, um, more kids from religious education more mm. men from religious education become priests than Catholic schools. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's only like a 0.1%, but still, <laughs> right. it's, still it's more. more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. right. And then, Father, for your job is, is to work with the dios- those that are discerning diocesan priesthood. Correct. Right. And so then there are also calls to different religious orders. How do you have any advice for, for those who might sense that they have a call, how they would discern whether they're called to diocesan priesthood, or what's the difference between diocesan priesthood and somebody that is joining a religious order? Yeah, for a diocesan uh, priest, you're going to most likely take care of a parish. Mm-hmm. You know, 98% of us do that, unless you have a special job like mine right now, and that's not going to last forever, of course. Uh, religious orders, uh, and it's also special to a specific area, so the Archdiocese right. of Detroit, I will stay in that area for the rest of my life. Religious orders each have a charism about them, mm-hmm. and so God's going to use your gifts, your talents, your desires, and use it for his good mm-hmm. and magnify it, actually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you do have a love for teaching, you know, that maybe you want to be a Dominican, or maybe you really have a love of, you know, taking care of the poor, and you want to be like Blessed Solana's case right. and join that order, you yeah. know, so... I would say look on their website, see what their charisms are, and then mm-hmm. most of religious orders, just like diocesan priesthood, will have come and see weekends, come mm-hmm. be in our order for a couple of days and kind of just see what life is like. And, yeah. yeah. Do you take 11-year-olds for come and see weekends? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'd love to create more stuff for uh, younger uh younger men and women when it comes to vocations. And part of the family of parishes structure, uh, the director of families are going to infuse vocations into different aspects of parish life. So hopefully, you know, as the years continue to progress, more and more things will be available for young men and women considering their vocation. Yeah, we are actually working on some stuff right now um, related to helping parents have like small, short, chats with their kids you know mm-hmm. like it can be you know a three minute conversation in the car or while you're making dinner or something but even when they're very small never ignoring a vocation to the priesthood or religious life in your conversation with your kids is so important you know we have to stop this like ongoing assumed dialogue that when you grow up you're going to go to college you're going to get married right. you're going to buy a house you're going to have kids like mm-hmm. that can't be the only vision that our kids have for for their future so like just those small conversations like what do you want to be when you grow up you know, what kind of gifts has God given you and how do you think you might be called to use them? Have you ever asked Jesus about that? Have you ever prayed about it? Just those little, they don't have to be like big, long, like 20 minute 
you know, discussions yeah. where you lack them, <laughs> they feel trapped. <laughs> we, we had a whole episode of like, fruitful <laughs> conversations. Like they can be short, they can be right. repeated lots and lots of times. Not trapped um, in the car on the way home from school where right. they can't get out. And and we, we were really conscious of that with mine. We have three boys and mm-hmm. we were very conscious all as they were growing up. Like, well, you know, you could be a priest, you could be right. a garbage man, you could be a police officer. Yeah. Um, and, and it's always been on the table. And so very often one of them will be like, well, unless I'm a priest, in which case yeah. I won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> which yeah. just becomes part of the everyday conversation. And we've got one where we have to remind him that just because he thinks he was called to the priesthood in the first grade doesn't mean that that's necessarily what God is going to do with his life and that there's no shame in sensing that God is pulling him in a different direction and then I get told to leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, conversation over. Yeah. No, but I do think too, like for us, even speaking of our marriage as vocation, to know that we are each called to a vocation, whatever that might be, and to just incorporate the language of vocation, period, to be able to even discern avocation through the lens of charism and gift and vocation. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Do you have any parting words for our parents listening today, Father Craig? Parents, pray over your children. Um, first and foremost, a mother's prayer is such a powerful prayer. So thank you, moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue to pray for your children, but pray over them. Speak the word of, of blessing over them. I think that's powerful as well. Mm-hmm. I know one family that doesn't let their kids leave the house without a parent's blessing. Mm-hmm. So ask for it. I have a child that demands his blessing at same time. Hey, that's, that's all awesome. my kids. Will not let me go to bed. He'll be like, uh, you have not given me the blessing. <laughs> my mom will be like, can I pray over you? I'm like, no, mom, because it takes forever. With my mom. <laughs> Dad, will you pray over me? And he's like, I don't know what to do. And he like, throws his arm down and our father, who are and It's a beautiful prayer. Dad, did you make that up? <laughs> and Father Craig, if, if some of our listeners would love to have you come talk at their parish or school, how can they contact you? Or have you over for dinner to play Mario Kart? Right? Yeah, DetroitPriestlyVocations.com is our website. It has a ton of resources on it um, from, from you know, how to raise kids uh, with vocation in mind to mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the priesthood, how do I uh, go about discerning. Uh, so check it out, and it has all of our information on it as well. And if families were to have you over, what would your favorite meal be? What would my favorite meal be? Just anything that doesn't have beets in it. Oh, you and oh, Tim would no get beets. along so well. Yeah, no beets. I try to sneak beets into Tim's food, <laughs> and he does not appreciate that. He does not feel that that is a gesture of love. Why would you do that life? to that poor man? Beets <laughs> poor Tim. taste like dirt, and They're so good no for one you. They're so good. <laughs> Fine. No beats for Father Craig. No beats. <laughs> Got it. Well, our challenge for you families this week is actually twofold. For parents, consider if you have made the priesthood part of your family conversations about what do you want to be when you grow up. You know, it, it takes a nanosecond to add that in there as one of the right. opportunities Standard or one option. of the options that God might be asking your kids to do. Mm-hmm. And of course, as a family, to pray for the vocations of each of your children, whatever they might be, you know, that they would really uncover what God is really calling them to do. We don't want men to be priests who have not been asked to be priests either, Absolutely right? Absolutely not. You want the right fit mm-hmm. and you want them in the right seat. There are so Amen. many options available to them even as a priest. Yeah. You want them to be in the right place where Amen. God wants them and will use them for his glory. Amen. Yeah, can I just mention to the parents listening here as well, I mean, when you send uh, your son to me mm-hmm. and we start talking, my goal is to find the right vocation for the man, right. not to get him into the seminary. So right. I never am going to push 
I'm never even going to tell a guy that you should be applying. Mm -hmm. It has to be their choice through discernment and prayer. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We hope you've enjoyed this special episode with Father Craig and that you have thrown out your beats if you intend to invite him over for dinner. (laughs) You can find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org. This episode of Beyond Sunday has been sponsored by the Pime Missionary Sponsorships at a Distance program. This school year, become a Pime sponsor to give the gift of an education to a student in an isolated mission country and break the cycle of poverty for a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or seminarian. See how you can support a student in need at pimeusa.org slash 52 sponsorships.